books on books on the brain. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Books on the Brain, a podcast of books and nonsense. My name's Danielle. And I'm Deirdre. And we are joined today by two special guests. And guess what? If you are watching us on YouTube, you're seeing them first. You should go watch us on YouTube. Welcome to the show, Jason and Kevin. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm very happy to hear. Speak, speak. Uh, welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing this fine Monday? I sound like a Muppet. I'm so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm doing great. Jason, how are you? I'm great. Uh, it's it's a it's a good Monday. I don't often yeah. say that about Mondays, but today was a was a good Monday. Yay! Um. Uh, oh, what? Sorry. Oh, no. I was just gonna say. I feel like Mondays are like that day where I'm still like on the weekend mode in my mind. Fair. Yeah. Well, we lost a whole hour this weekend, so I think it makes sense that you need to take a whole day to recover. Yes, exactly. Thank I think you. that's how the math works out. Absolutely. It's true. It's very uh, bizarre being on and off schedule from literally any other person that works because Monday is my day off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice having Monday as a day off because I don't really have to deal with Monday things. But at the same time, Monday just as an idea does feel the same whether you have the day off or not. <laughs> Monday is a concept. <laughs> <laughs> My Monday was filled with elementary kids doing music. What a time. Are um, you a music teacher? I am a drama teacher. I'm in my PS2, so my, oh. my professional semester too. So that's why I'm sick. It's because I'm in an elementary school where kids <laughs> cough at base level with you when you're sitting on the ground. Yep. Um, oh. It's Gross. delightful. It's, it is gross, and they fart a lot so much. They fart so much. Kids fart so much. Um, so specific. They really make me want to be oh. a parent. Thank you. Well, that's literally all I talk about is, like, uh, all my other friends have placements in high school, and they're like, oh, my gosh, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, today, a kid farted, and I had to explain that everyone farts for, like, a 15-minute conversation that everyone farts. So, it's an important isn't, lesson. Isn't there a book, Everyone Poops or something? Oh, I'm sure Probably. there is. Absolutely. Um, uh, maybe I should read that. Maybe I should write my own book. Everyone first. <laughs> make a million dollars. <laughs> a million. Bucks. You would make a million dollars. Yeah, the next yeah. children's book. Everyone first. I love that. Okay, question one. This is a tried and true question here on Books on the Brain podcast. What TikTok sound is currently stuck in your head? I don't have an oh. answer currently, <laughs> so I'm floundering. I mean, for me, it's the ceiling song by Lizzie McAlpin. Yeah. That's mm. like constantly in my head. So romantic. It's good. Yeah. I feel like it's either, for me, it's either that song that plays when they play, oh my gosh. You know that TikTok where they have uh, Pedro Pascal and um, Nick Cage? Uh, and Nick Cage oh, yes. has a song that plays, but I can't yeah. like I can't stand that trend at all. And yet somehow that song <laughs> I love I mean, it. it. I love it constantly. It's and so I also funny. I haven't even seen that movie, so I don't know. I 
what it comes i swear it's like every other tiktok so there's that and then the one that's from cars yeah where he's like and i think that's cute. super cute um that i feel like i don't know if that's stuck in my head but i always like when it comes up because it's always super cute and wholesome mm. nice I know, I think in our last episode, I talked about the Pedro Pascal Nick Cage one, and it is still stuck in my head. You and also it was the from one that's The Last from... of Us. I did think it was from The Last of Us. <laughs> I was like, Nick Cage isn't in The Last of Us, <laughs> My favorite scene in The Last of Us when, yeah, when Nick he's... Cage and Pedro Pascal journey across America. Home. It's the best part. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but then the one that's looped back around is the Aristocats sound of the goose lady is walking yes oh yes oh, is that what that's from yes yeah. i've seen people in comments two... say it's from other things and it drives me crazy it's from aristocats <laughs> the two lady geese stumble upon the cats so and they funny. walk with them to the city whoa that's when people were doing like the blanket trend right yeah yeah, yeah. totally um I'm going to cheat because I don't have a sound stuck in my head, but I do have a TikTok. I just said Deirdre that made me almost throw up. <laughs> I was so upset. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it made me so upset. Uh, it's this woman on TikTok who takes books and makes them into like resin art pieces, which sounds good, right? So it's a copy of Twilight that she's put in sparkles oh, the- in resin with like a flower oh, yeah. in it. That made me like... I was like, I both have never wanted something more in my life, but has never wanted to like <laughs> never touch something. Like I just, it was the duality of like I need it, but like I don't ever want to see it. It was so strong. No, I felt the same way when I saw that video. I was like, what does it smell like? Like, does it feel <gasps> weird? And it like kind of gives me the ick. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time where I'm like, oh, it's so cool. But also I feel like just being in the room with it, I'm gonna get like poisoned or something. Yeah. <laughs> just like beat out. It made me want to drop my phone. Looks... Like I just felt super icky. I was like, it's where it like turns into a crystal, Jason. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've seen that. I think it's also yeah. just the video. The video is like kind of dark and not so it just looks kind of like the yeah. I think it's not even just Hands the thing. I think if you saw the thing in right. like a nice yeah. in like nice lighting, it probably would look really beautiful. Maybe. Um, I've almost so pitched that video like 80 times, but then I watch the video and I'm like, oh, no. You're like this poor small oh, business favorite... owner. <laughs> I don't want to My favorite were the comments. And somebody was like, if you do Akatar, the girlies will go crazy. And I was like, this is too funny. Leave Sarah you know? Janet out of this. Leave her out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Kevin, we didn't, I didn't say this before the podcast, right? We were talking about Throne of Glass briefly, but that's how Deirdre and I met was through reading a buddy read of Throne of Glass. Throne of Glass. Aww. Our you guys that. Way back in the day. Way back. What'd you say, Kevin? Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been very open on tiktok about how much i enjoyed reading the throne of glass series but i've also been open about my critiques of the series kingdom um, of mash yeah, sucks well i don't know what happens so i, but mean, I will say bad finale book That's it's a partial I slay i i think what i enjoy about it is that like it doesn't take too much thinking and you're uh, not very confused in like the fantasy world and so it's yeah. just really easily digestible Absolutely. um whereas like we read wheel of time and i loved it but that would be so overwhelming for somebody who is like just trying to get into it whereas like throne of glass i was like 
okay there's like five no. characters that i'm following right now and that's it yeah no brain cells required sarah janet knows <laughs> how to write a short chapter and we do appreciate that right sarah janet, the queen that was it, page it was that is true but you're like oh this is yes. like a literal 60 page chapter that's nice <laughs> she's, she's <the> doing <laughs> that Appreciate I'm that. reading for one of the book clubs I'm in. Uh, we're reading a book called Our Share of Night, um, which is a um, it's a horror book. Um, I I don't quite know. I don't think it's about vampires, but I think it's kind of in that vein. But it's like a very slow build. Uh, but the chapters are literally like um, I'm not sure how many pages. I would say at least they're like 120 pages each chapter. Like when you listen to it on audiobook, each chapter is like seven hours long. Uh, and there's like maybe six or seven chapters in the whole book. Um, and so uh, the book is really good, luckily. But oh, when I opened up that when I opened up that audiobook for the first time and hit play and looked at that, I was like, well, that's gross. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no. But Simply I'm no. about a third of the way through it now. I'll finish it before the end of the month for sure. Um, but it's luckily it's good. Like it's very captivating and it's not boring, but um, it is. It, they are some long chapters. It's rough. I could literally never. I'm so proud of you. I could literally I never. Long chapters. Oh my god. And there are I nice little reading. stopping points. Like there are little like page breaks and like little mm-hmm. places to stop where the okay. story shifts and change. So there are places to like take a rest. But yeah, it's 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 a toughie. Mm-hmm. I was reading the second book in the Daughter of No Worlds series, mm-hmm. and they throw this chapter in at the end of the book that is an hour long in the audiobook. And I didn't realize it until I like I was listening to it on my way home from work. And so when I got home, I started doing my skincare. But then the chapter was still going. And I was like, I have to have been listening to this for at least 30 <laughs> minutes. How long is this chapter? And I still had 20 more minutes in the chapter. I was like, this has to be a joke. Oh my gosh. It has to be. And I was like, no more long chapters. Deirdre, was it your video I saw that said the second book wasn't as good as the first? No, I really liked oh. the second book. There was somebody video I saw where they like raved about book one and then they were on like book two or book three or something and they were like, mm, it's only okay now. And I was like, oh, but I know. No, I, I really liked the whole series. I just finished the third book a week and a half ago. And I think I really liked the setup of two because book one ends and you're like, I need to know what happens. But then they take you on like a slow build um yeah the one critique I saw when I was talking about book one was somebody was like I couldn't get through book two because they like do too much to the main characters like emotionally and physically uh and I was like honestly I think they do more to them in three and one than they do in two so I was like if you can't make through two don't read three fair 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 all right, Deirdre, your turn. Okay. Another <laughs> simple question you are here on the podcast. <laughs> um, we love hearing about our guests' journeys to book talk, since that is normally how we've met our guests. Um, Jason, I don't know if you want to go first, since you've been on here and probably told this story <laughs> a million times already. Uh, and then, Kevin, we can hear your story for the first time. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so my story, uh, which I have shared before, what, and I probably shared it last time I was on the podcast. I don't know. Probably. I would think so. Who knows? 
Um, so I had um, been doing um, for the company I was working for, which was just, which is a skincare company. I had been doing a lot of um, like Instagram videos. This was pre reels, so this was like just posting videos in like normal posts, which at the time was like not really done. Mm. Um, and so I was posting videos, kind of like advertising our products and our store. And then I kind of got recruited into um, sort of like if you know what um, Sephora Squad is, sort of like that, but on a smaller scale. Um, and then I had gotten a promotion and I had been taken out of that and hadn't been really asked to do anything with that for a long time. So then COVID happened and our company kept us employed through COVID, but they were kind of looking for like projects for us to do. So my boss was like, oh, this TikTok thing's really kind of taken off. Maybe you should try and do some of what you did before on TikTok. And then, you know, we can show it to them and maybe they'll be like, oh, maybe we should try doing some stuff on TikTok. So I made like two or three I think, I think maybe three skincare videos of me doing like, oh, this is my routine or this is a skincare tool I use or this is my eye cream or whatever. And nobody watched them. I think one of them got maybe two <laughs> views. Um, it was it was a no. Um, and so then I stumbled upon Kate Jacobs who had done, who was doing a book review. And I was like, I love reading. I want to share a book review on, on TikTok. That sounds fun. Um, so I recorded, um, I recorded a book review and um I only know this because I recently discovered I'm on Famous Birthdays. Um, but they said that my Sorry. claim to fame, my first review oh. was uh, The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, they have it on there and like a date and everything. I was like, this is a little invasive. Um, but apparently that was the first <laughs> one that I did. Um, and that review did really well and like took off. And from there, I quietly deleted my skincare videos and told my boss I didn't think it was a good fit and that I should try some another another project for work and then continued making uh book videos on TikTok Ooh. from there on out and that was and that was it and then we were here and here you are surrounded by even more books and here I am and my books <laughs> are books. literally threatened to fall on top of me that is that's where we've come <laughs> Kevin what about you uh yeah, so I, when the pandemic happened, I lost my job. I was working at a restaurant as a server. Um, I live in LA and I stayed in LA because I really wanted to pursue like acting and entertainment. Um, so when I lost my job, I was I had a lot of free time. And then I, like everyone was starting to talk about TikTok. And as someone who's a creative person, I was like, I want to make videos. Like I missed out on, uh, Vine. I didn't really partake in that. I um, Same. <laughs> didn't really get involved with Twitter and like Instagram. I was never trying to be like a gay Insta model with like six pack and take my shirt off. Like, Same. and so I never felt like in social media, there was really a place for me um, mm -hmm. until TikTok. And then uh, I first started making TikTok videos with me and my boyfriend and he very much shut that down and was like, I don't want to be a part of this. Um, and then it like really hit me where I was like, I don't want my creativity to, uh, depend on somebody else. Like at the end of the day, I want to be able to do it with just me. Um, and then I was like, but what do I want to make content about? And then I remember seeing, I don't know who was like the first book talker I saw I feel like maybe Jason was one of them um and then I was like oh people can make videos about books that's cool I have a ton of books I love to read um and then I was like what kind of books do I want to talk about and then that's when I was like oh I really want to focus on LGBTQ plus books because I didn't really have those growing up and those really helped me 
come out because I didn't really have anyone to talk to. So it was like, what gay book can I find that can like help me understand myself? So I essentially just wanted to create like an online resource where people could come discover books and cut out all that guesswork that like I had to do when I was trying to come out. And I made like a, a gay video with books, gay books. And then I went to dinner with my mom and then the next day that video had like 50,000 views and I'd never received like that type of engagement on TikTok before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, there's something here. People are really excited about this as much as I am. And then I just started making videos and now it's led to kind of where I am today. And now I work full time as a content creator, creating like content for other brands. And Ooh. that's been a lot of fun. Nice. That's my my journey in the book world. And, and now I'm are. like doing Instagram stuff. And I love Instagram. I'm all about it. <laughs> It's I laughed. took Kevin a second like, to come to yeah. Instagram, but we got in there. Yeah, eventually. I was like, <laughs> I don't want Instagram. I don't need it. I'm all about TikTok. And then TikTok turned into a B. And so I'm like, you know what? Instagram, here we go. <laughs> to be fair, they both have their struggles. Oh, yeah. There are yes. trials and tribulations on both of those apps. But, yeah. but I feel like. Instagram's a lot like with stories and everything like it's a lot easier to engage with your audience than I find yeah. on TikTok yeah. because Instagram I know people who follow me will see my stuff whereas TikTok mm -hmm. I don't know who the hell is going to see my videos when I post that yeah yeah so That's it's a lot more community oriented I feel than yeah. TikTok yeah. I think Probably around the time you started, Kevin, I would say TikTok and BookTok specifically were still community oriented. Like it, once you started mm -hmm. creating content, it felt easier to create and maintain a community. But at this point, because it's gotten so big and the algorithm is like, nobody knows what the hell is going on. It's I find it to be so much harder to maintain those like community connections on TikTok. I feel like I'm doing more of that on Instagram. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. I feel like and on TikTok, I do have a little bit of that community going, but I think a lot of it is coming from, I do a lot of live streaming and a lot of the yeah. same people show up for mm -hmm. the lives and, you know, it's like, oh, hey, how's your day going? You know, it's, there's, there's, there's that. It's less, I'm seeing that less so in my like just general comments. It's more like you right. know, the kind of the same crew shows up for live streams. And so that makes me feel that little bit of community, but I agree like Instagram, it's, I mean, you see a lot of the same people commenting on your stuff commenting on your stories it you know you feel like oh there are people that are seeing my stuff every day and they're um you know they're excited to see what what new thing I have to post today yeah agreed I love hearing about people coming to book talk it's my favorite especially because we're going to talk about the GQ article <laughs> uh. oh uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it last last two weeks ago when we talked in the same episode we talked about the uh the opinion piece in defense of jk rowling we have we we yelled we yelled scream there was a piece in defense of jk rowling kevin i in the new york times what kevin, i did not, not hear about, about this i upset my cat away from slumber because my heart rate raised <laughs> the cat I'll, I'll send it to you Where kevin it, it was right um, no yeah. one told me 
You can I listen. Like, how did you not know? If you wanted to listen to me talk, I had no idea. <laughs> I remember once I there was like a there's a queer author I love. Like his books are so good. And then yeah. he was like bending J.K. Rowling on Twitter, and I was like, I can never read your work again. Like one, you're disgracing our community by going against us, yeah. and two, how dare you? But I didn't this, know this. There was an article. It was this whole thing. Yeah, it was, was published in February. It was this thing because J.K. Rowling was coming out with a podcast that she's on that was called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, which like, okay, oh. J.K., Joanne, you have a moat enough from you. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, and it's also, it's hosted, you'll love this coming. Uh, it's hosted by an ex-West Baptist Church, Westboro Baptist Church member who oh, like you yeah it's just it's very like Oof. it's deep baby why can't she just shut her mouth cash her check and like fade into the darkness it's because people won't let her it's because people are like mm, nostalgia and i'm like that's how i feel <laughs> she just likes to run her mouth <laughs> she does well, yeah because she gets attention yeah anyway if you want to hear us yell about it leave it in the comments <laughs> we'll do another episode i'll i'll talk about it however how many times we'll have him back i don't know if i can do a part two <laughs> that was the part two that was part two <laughs> i just keep bringing it back because i keep wanting to yell about it speaking about things to yell about great segue danielle what yeah. is the prettiest book you own <gasps> what is the prettiest book you own and deirdre i know you yeah. have a special answer because you gotta was i know it today you i just them? posted my unboxing today um the broken binding the broken binding they're in my living room they are literally the prettiest books i own i i haven't even had a chance because i filmed the unboxing i edited it and then i went straight into working my thesis today so i haven't even had a chance to just like hold them and bask in the beauty um they are so stunning like i love the illuminate books i've bought but each of them has like a tiny uh fault to them like oh. either in the edges or on the cover um and these like they look flawless there i'm so excited to find a home for them and display them i can't wait kind of nice you're my answer is the same as yours <gasps> Twins. the broken mind priory of the orange tree why haven't i gotten mine yet that's they're so pretty. weird they're so beautiful and like I I like them more than the Illumicrate. And y'all know I love Illumicrate. I know so. you love your love love your Illumicrate editions. I do. Those in Fairy Lou stand by. Um what oh, did you oh. what did what did the Goldsboro one look like? Because I saw you're um selling that one. It's it's very plain. It just has like mm-hmm. blue sprayed edges and it's signed. Um yeah. I should have canceled it beforehand, but I forgot. And so I have it and I'm trying to sell it. If anyone wants it, it's on Mercari. But I was going to say my other most beautiful special edition is the Lit Joy Cruel Prince. It's the Ooh, most stunning um, like, set I've ever, yeah. ever had. So that and the Goldsboro. I mean, the, uh, the, 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 the Broken, broken Binding. Binding. Jason doesn't collect pretty books. I don't collect pretty books, and my answer is going to be kind of cringingly self-congratulatory, so I apologize in advance. No! <laughs> take a soul! Uh, it's, it's my book that I wrote? No, it's not. That is not my pretty book. <laughs> I, so my, um, uh, I'm kind of in the process of doing them right now. I just hit book two, but my copy 
of um, Percy Jackson, the Lightning Thief, and I'm about to do Paint the Edges of the Sea of Monsters. Um, I think those are the prettiest books I own because, like, like Kevin said, I don't collect like collector's editions, but these are books that I like hand annotated, drew in, colored in, uh, mm. and then painted the edges. And I did that with the first book, and I'm about to do Sea of Monsters. I just finished, so now I'm gonna um, pop. I'm hoping tomorrow night paint the edges of it so that I'll be done, so I'll be ready to start the third book. Um, but they're just like, you know, it's just really special to be able to like look back and be like, I did that. I did all of these things and like flip through it. And I don't know, they're really pretty. Other than that, yeah. like a pretty book that I bought that I think is really gorgeous is probably my collector's edition of um, The Lord of the Rings because it's got like this great edge. Those are color. Um, And also, not that this was not a multiple choice question, I know, but my I got my copy <laughs> of Tress of the Emerald Sea, the like hardbound green version of the the first of the Brandon Sanderson secret uh, novels yeah. um, <laughs> gorgeous the artwork inside is gorgeous the book is gorgeous like it's just a really really pretty uh book so yeah Ooh. nice yeah. I also don't collect pretty books um the old the, quite literally the only collector edition of a book that I own is one that was sent to me and it's the Addie Lou the Addie LaRue blue one <laughs> the blue special edition which i don't think this is one? my prettiest <laughs> yeah it might it's just out of frame uh i would say prettiest book um honestly probably uh my arc of the winners by frederick bachman because it just means so gosh darn much to me that's a good book uh, that's uh -huh. a nice cover it's not even that it's pretty it's just that it's pretty to me you know oh it's pretty to me <laughs> you are very beautiful to me you're beautiful to me i listened to yeah. that on the way home from y'all fest last year that like seven hour drive and sobbed my way home because it was just so beautiful i just it's just <laughs> hockey man and then it's just it's not hockey and then it is hockey and that's that's spare time that's correct <laughs> okay. yeah that's bare down. Have um, you read those books, Kevin? Me neither. No. Uh, the the Town and I cross our yeah. yeah. The Bear Town trilogy is really quite stunning. Um, heavy, con heavy trigger warnings for sure, but it's yeah. it's a really stunning trilogy. I gave my TA for my PS One a copy of Bear Town, um, and she's a very lovely LDS woman, and I was like. Just, you know, there's some things in here, but I think it's a really beautiful book. I think you'll like it. So then she texted me uh, in January and she was like, took this on my beach vacation to Florida. And I was like, oh, that was, <laughs> don't read there down in Florida on the beach. It's an interesting uh, vibe. And she was like, there are some parts I didn't like at all, but overall it was okay. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> She's a sweet I lady. often send books to my grandma and I'm trying to get her to read some different things with yeah. some better ideologies than the television programming she watches. And um, oftentimes I'll get a text or a call like when she's about like 20 or 30% into a book. She's like, oh, I like this. I think when I'm done, I'll take it up to the ladies at church. And then she'll get to the end. She says, I do not think this is one for the ladies at church. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies at They're church. all for the ladies at church, grandma. Yeah. Yeah, no. so we get to a part like, no, I don't think that is appropriate for the church ladies. Fair, fair, fair. But you know, I try. You try. 
And that's all that matters. Uh, so we love to like sprinkle in a little bit of um spice on our episodes, especially when we're super friendly with our not the uh, spice you yes. immediately both thought of a different spice, different spice. Oh, <laughs> you both got so confused. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and mostly we want to bring this up because the two of you create similar content, but then also very different kinds of content. Um, so the topic is the bookish box. <laughs> just the book, just the bookish box. <laughs> because my lawyer's report (laughs) are you allowed to talk about it i think so i mean i never signed anything i'll just if you hear me say allegedly a lot it's just in case they ever decide to listen to this but they're too busy trying to catch up to like pay attention to anything else and they're the biggest fans of this podcast so they're for sure (laughs) listening to it they heard kevin was going to be on they were like oh right (laughs) two pairs of headphones gotta listen no because you kevin you create very thoughtful um content that raises awareness and just like brings attention to the bs that they do whereas jason you're you're the wholesome dad of book talk and you like you throw in jabs every once in a while at things but for the most part you're like I'll say hi in the comments, but that's it. <laughs> Just, I'm here. <laughs> At least that's the vibe I get watching both of your videos. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. That's accurate. that's accurate, yeah. Thanks. Well, I always say Jason's like the really nice one. And my content can be nice, but it could also be a little fiery. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> I think what's funny is because Kevin and I have recently started doing a weekly live show on TikTok um, called The Novelty. And I think what's funny about it is I think Kevin and I both, we we think about that, right? Like Kevin is a little more feisty and I am much nicer. Um, and that's like kind of my brand is like niceness. And Kevin's brand is like, if you mess up, I'm coming for you. And what I think is funny about that is I think when we do our show, I think sometimes I come off as the more opinionated person with like the more to say. And Kevin mm-hmm. is like the whole time, like, I love you all. You're all so wonderful. I love like <laughs> people in the comp, people are coming. He's like, I just love you all so much. And I'm like, and here's another thing. <laughs> That's very true though, Jason. That's quite interesting. Yeah. So I, I um, watching some of the episodes back as I post them on YouTube, I just, I think about that a lot where I'm like, oh, I was fired up about this. And Kevin's just like, oh, peace and love. You're all so beautiful. Do you think it's because you're live and you feel like there's like, because you don't get a chance to edit it, there really is like a filter kind of taken off? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm a pretty opinionated person, um, but I am very, I'm very careful and calculated about when I, when and how I share that. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I think in the world of TikTok is sometimes important because it's very easy, especially when you have a big following and you are a, you know, cis white man. I think it's easy to easily overstep into territory where you shouldn't be and where you shouldn't be the voice that is leading the conversation. And I mean, I say that as someone who's done it before, who has stepped into a conver- like into conversations or put my foot into conversations where... I was not in my lane, right? Like I shouldn't have been at the forefront of that conversation. And so I say this as someone who has 
hopefully knock on wood learned my lesson um but i think um you know i think when we're live you get to see a little bit more of the real um this but also i think that kevin and i because of our friendship maybe bring out those different sides of each other a little bit too i like to think that as mm -hmm. well um i make you opinionated I don't know, you make me like more fired up and then I, hopefully maybe i make you nicer i don't know maybe <laughs> oh, you <laughs> do like well because like i'll like deirdre had mentioned sometimes we'll create similar content and it's really interesting for me to see the different approaches we take and how it's received and, mm -hmm. and um your content jason is very wholesome and very sweet and very nice and people love that and then sometimes I think because I'm outspoken about certain things, people begin to expect me to always be outspoken yeah. and to always post about like, like when uh, that girl made that video about not liking her lit joy set, everyone's like, what am I going to say on it? And I'm like, I, I have nothing to say in this. Like I, I've like had great times with lit joy. I'm not about to join a conversation that doesn't really involve me. Um, yeah. But I think because I've always been outspoken, people just kind of expect that. And I think when I'm going live, it's a great opportunity for me to show other sides of myself that people may not always get to see in my videos. And that mm. is, for the most part, I I do think I can be kind and like I yeah. want to like show love, like because I feel like when you make videos, it's like you have to have a hook and you have to just like get straight to it. Live really gives me time to just take a step back and show my appreciation and just talk with people. Um, and so I think that's why there's the difference is like in my content and when I go live. Yeah. I think we also sometimes drink when we go live. And so drinking oh, kind yeah. of brings out the more spicy <laughs> side of me and it brings there out the nicer side of Kevin. So he's probably I think too. last week I had a margarita. So yeah. there's always like something that might better. be bad. <laughs> so more thank loving. you. <laughs> thank you for bringing up the novelty show. I'm going to move up one of our questions uh, because this is sort of a collaboration between us and uh your show uh what made you want to start novelty and what can viewers expect um either if they go back and watch previous episodes or if they tune in in the future oh okay um so, well, i don't know that's it it's a I nice long remember. question for you um, <laughs> we both know the answer so i was like i don't know who wants to take what yeah i mean i'll i'll say what kind of started it so we really wanted to do a podcast together mm -hmm. um and I think when we looked at what it would take to do a podcast, like, you know, setting up a time, recording, coming up with our topics and posting that to podcast places that you post a podcast. Um, and I feel like the two of us looked at the amount of time and effort all that was going to take. And that seemed like a lot like to, we were working, you know, we worked very hard to like grow our platforms on Instagram and, um, and TikTok and in some cases, YouTube and all of this stuff. And like the thought to me of trying to grow a platform in another place was so daunting, um, especially with just where I was at mentally when we started working on this. And so I had been on another friend had invited me on. He does a weekly TikTok show where he talks about board games and he invited me on. And I literally got done with that. Like we logged off and three seconds later, um, I texted Kevin and said, this is what we should do because then we're taking the following we already have Mm -hmm. um they know where to find us because they've already found us and then we can just take that 
you know, download it, upload it to up, upload it to YouTube and use that same content. But then we can do a live show where people can interact and answer questions. And um, at the time we had recorded our first podcast and we basically like scrapped that to do this instead because we, we just thought it would be a more, more interactive, um, just a better fit for us. You know, I think we both really wanted to do a podcast, but then when we looked at it and we looked at timing and we looked at all that, I think doing a live TikTok show that we could then just take that content and upload it somewhere just made a lot more sense for us and our schedules. Nice. Kevin, what can they expect to see? What can they expect to hear (laughs) when they listen to our show? Um, Drunk. Um, Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just drinking. Just expect us to be drunk. Uh, No, people can expect us to talk about like what's happening currently in like the bookish world but also we've been lately talking about uh what it means to be a content creator or how to grow Ooh. your platform or and i find that that's been that's information i would be interested in hearing and it's something i'm really passionate also talking about because i do want to help other creators and i wish like some of the things we share on our show are like media kits rates uh working with publishers and brands and I I wish like when I started doing that, there was someone I could have spoken to or there was like a show I could watch where they discuss these things because no one really teaches you anything. It's been trial and error for, I think, all of us. Um, and yeah. so on our weekly show, you could get all this information, ask questions, hang out. Um, it's nice because we've been seeing like some of the same people come back and uh, bring questions and bring topics and... It's always a good time, especially with live, because in true TikTok fashion, you never know who's going to join and you right. don't know who might be watching. And so, which could either be good or bad. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, I think it's, it's fun because I, one of my main goals with my, my platform, and I think Jason could relate to this as well, is just, I want to build community. And I think mm-hmm. it's a great way for community to come talk and all hang out hence why i always tell everyone i love them while we're on live yeah i mean it's so <laughs> nice i love that you do that i i think my favorite and you you brought this up too my favorite section of our show which is not something we would necessarily have been able to do had we done something pre-recorded is we always make time for questions right like we're, yeah. we always make at least 10 minutes if not more to take questions and through that people are really able to engage in a in a very like you know positive way to you know if we've been talking the whole show about how to set your rates, how to work, how to, you know, propose to a brand, how to negotiate with a brand. People really have a one-on-one, like where they can say like, well, what about this? Or mm-hmm. I-, I struggle with this. How should I approach this? And it's just been really rewarding to be able to answer those questions like right there and then um, and kind of help, uh, you know, creator, other creators of various sizes kind of get answers to questions that, like Kevin said, I think we all wish we had had when we <laughs> early on yeah, uh, in our in our time I, some of the answers we give I wish I had the answers to now because I, they still struggle <laughs> with some of it mm-hmm. I know three years in I'm like what am I doing <laughs> also for everyone fun. listening we meet on TikTok live at on Wednesdays at 6 p.m California time <laughs> and uh 9 p.m eastern time yeah nice yeah. We and do a Danielle show, or Deirdre time because I don't know the difference. <laughs> like, is it Danielle time <laughs> yeah. or Deirdre time? 
It's Deirdre's 9 p.m. Deirdre time. Thank you. And we try to keep it to we try to keep it to an hour too. So we, we yeah. try not to like go on and on. We we really like try to keep it like short and sweet so that we can talk about our topics, stay on topic, get you know, get what we want to talk about, take some questions, and then call it so that people are excited to come back the next week and do it do all it again. again. I love that. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. It's fun. It always sneaks up on us too. We're like, oh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Literally 15 minutes before the show, we're usually like, what are we talking about today? The great thing about the uh, book world like, is that today? There's, uh, yeah, there's always something to talk about because people are always doing being ridiculous on the internet. So there's always there's always something worth talking about. Correct. This is true. Very true. Um right. I'm my brain is I'm so tired I'm so sorry um I, like, I don't have a question so I don't know. my brain I'm like my brain's like hard restarting um there oh, goes my light it's okay this is our uh middle of the show classic Deirdre's lights go out classic <laughs> tradition we love to see it um okay this is a question I wrote because I think it's fun uh Mostly because I was writing these questions when we were reading that silly little GQ article. Um, and whatever. Uh, so the question is, why is book talk important to you? Why is it important to the book community? Why is it important to the global community? It sounds like a Miss America question. <laughs> world peace. World um, peace. World peace. My favorite date is. I feel like I really had to break up that question. Um, do you want me to do it one thing at a time? Yes, please. Okay, Thank here you. we go. You're welcome. Uh, why is book talk important to you? Um. Okay, book talk's really important to me because it, it's a community that really gave me a lot of hope and mm. gave me like such amazing friends who I like talk to every single day and um, like gave me a place to to be creative and uh, more importantly, a place to learn. Like I feel I've grown a lot as a person in the last three years that I've been on TikToks, specifically book talk, just like uh, learning things that my privilege kind of blinded me to growing up. And so like being like made aware of certain things, I'm like, oh my God, I never thought about that, but that's, that's so true. That's so right. I totally get it. And just, yeah, it's been such an amazing, amazing tool for growth, community, love, and just like hope. And it's given me so many opportunities that I am so freaking thankful for. Um, and like I, my goal is just to find ways to give back to the community in more ways that they've given to me. Just, yeah. Heaven's going to make me cry. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I echo everything um, that Kevin said. I mean, just the community of it is so special. Um, finding a place where I felt like I belonged, I think was really, uh, really special to me. I don't know that I've ever felt so accepted in my, um, you know, love of just nerdy things from books to games to shows to just all the stuff I talk about on my channel. I've never felt so welcomed. Um and that meant a lot because I never really felt that growing up. I didn't feel that in school. I, I don't, I never, you know, even in my day job, I didn't, I didn't feel that sense of like, this is where I belong. Right. Um, 
And absolutely the community. I mean, I have made some of the most incredible friends and some of the, I've met some of the most amazing people. I mean, three of them are right here in front of me on this call. Like the, the people that I've met through this little app where we talk about this, you know, this little place where we go and we talk about books and make silly jokes and, you know, lip sync, (laughs) you know, and the fact that I've formed connections with people all over the world, I think is just so insane. Like I, if, if I, if high school me who wasn't even interested in getting like on like Facebook could see me now, like he'd be so confused (laughs) because it's, it's just incredible to look at what we've, you know, created as a community and built, um, and, and the bonds we formed with people that we never would have ever known existed if not for Book Talk. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> add on to that, Jason, um, because something you said is very true, where it does feel like the first time I've felt at home somewhere. And it was the first time I've ever created our openly gay like on social media, I never really mm. talked about it until TikTok. Like people in my life knew, um, but it was the first time where like I really embraced my queerness and made it a part of the content I'm putting out there. Um, and then just to have that received positively from the book community has been wonderful. What about you, yeah. Dee? What's um, to you? the same reasons Kevin and Jason said I was reminded of why I love book talk so much in the fall I was like going through a rough time and I was talking to my therapist and she was kind of like going over all the things that I had talked about previously in like a joyful way and she was like are you still like creating your your book videos and I was like, yeah, I am. And she was like, because I just remember that I must have talked to her about it, like in 2021, probably. She was like, I remember you just being so excited about it. Like you just wanted to talk about all the friends that you had connected with and making these videos really seemed to be a way for you to see yourself and others in a time where we weren't making physical connections with people or like in real life not physical connections sounds weird um uh uh, but like being able to connect with people in real life um and book talk really is the thing that came along at the right place in the right time in my life and with the like looming situation of the potential tiktok ban it's kind of making me sad that there there is even potential to lose this space that has made me feel so safe for three years yes i'm sorry i i don't i you could come to canada (laughs) come move to canada i know i have a place to stay yeah i come live in lethbridge alberta with me oh boy (laughs) Kind of fun, <laughs> kind of cool, pretty cool. Um, I think why TikTok is important to me. Um, I think it is this perfect intersection of um, authenticity and like catalyst. So people are able to show their authentic self, but also there is a side of book talk that does have influence, that does have say 
my cats are literally screaming you guys please stop thank you i um, can't hear them oh thank god because they're shrieking um so it's this intersection of catalyst and authenticity and like for someone who I like to see myself as a disruptor. I'm someone who cares a lot about social justice. I'm someone that who um, really, especially like coming into the education field, I feel like I'm someone now who like sees these inequalities and these disparities. And I'm like, we can do something about it. And I think Book Talk does do stuff about it. And that's something I love about the community on top of the friendships, on top of the amazing opportunities and the cool things that we've gotten to do. Uh, Book Talk can actually make change which is not easy and not something that everybody can do. Uh, and I think that's really freaking cool that a whole bunch of like introverted people on the internet can like band together and stand and platform things that are really meaningful and matter and show the public and like the dominant culture uh, what is important to us and what needs to change. And those change are, changes are actually happening, which... It's kind of slick and I love it. <laughs> um, why is book talk important to the book community? That's part two of this question. I feel like uh, maybe book community and global community will group together. Why is it? Why is it important for the bigger picture? I have kind of been thinking about this on and off since reading the GQ article because I feel like mm. ever since book talk started we've been like at odds with all the other online communities that are about books like for whatever reason this new platform popped up and everybody was like screw you guys who cares about book talk we don't <laughs> And it was like every other day, people were like, oh, on Instagram, they're pooping on us. On Twitter, they're pooping on us. Like, even though their friends are making content on TikTok, so make that make sense. But I think it came along at a time where, like, book Twitter had been around since 2009. Bookstagram had been around since however long Instagram has been around. Booktube rolled out at some point in the last 10 years um that the community really needed something to shake things up and we have seen like you said Danielle like meaningful impact in a way that is changing the way books are being shelved books are being published um on a much larger and faster scale than it has in the last 10 years um like we constantly talk about, especially the four of us, I feel like I talk about the diversity that is on book talk and the uh, POC community and the queer community and the visibility that both of them and the intersection of them have gotten because of diverse book talk as we like to <laughs> niche ourselves. Um, and for as much as like every article that comes out is like, I hear there's allegations that these things are happening. It's like, no, like I can walk into Barnes and Noble and look at the new books table and see books that maybe wouldn't have been picked up by a traditional publisher three years ago. Yeah. Um, and the way things are being shelved feels different than it was even three years ago. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I think, you know, book talk 
for me, I think what's so special about it is the accessibility. Um, when I think about, you know, let's think about Instagram pre-reels, creating beautiful pictures where you've perfectly lined up some sprigs of holly on a wood plank and yeah. you put the book. It's not super accessible, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. YouTube, even now, I don't think YouTube is very accessible. I've started creating YouTube content and it takes an insane amount of work. Um, but, you know, and I mean, I guess Twitter is accessible. You go on, you talk about how awful someone is and then you move on with your day. But um, <laughs> Book Talk is such an accessible way to show um, to show your most true self in a really authentic and pretty easy way, right? You know, at the end of the day, you, you don't need... You don't need a bookshelf behind you. You don't need to own a single book. You can get on there and just talk about a book you got, you read from the library or a book you read as a kid. And, and they ha doesn't, you could do it. Some, some people will do it like in the dark, no lighting, just them and their phone. And it blows up and it, and it's huge. Right. And that is accessibility. Like that, that opportunity that anybody can get on TikTok and especially book talk and talk about a book they love. And regardless of, you know, what, what, you know, you have at your disposal, as long as you have yourself and a camera and a, something that can connect to TikTok, you can upload your thoughts about it. And I think that's really special. Um, and I think, you know, there's a reason and I'm sure you guys get messages like this, but I get messages every day of people that are like, you got me back into reading, you got me out of a reading slump, you convinced me to try reading again. And I haven't read, I haven't read a book in 15 years. Um, and I think that's just really special. And I think a lot of that comes down to that accessibility because as accessible as it is for us to make content, you know, to make a 15 second video that a lot of people see, it's also really accessible to watch, right? It's much easier to watch a 15 minute, a 15 second video that gets you excited about reading a book than it is to watch a 10, 20, 30 minute video um, on YouTube or see a picture of a book and then have to read like a description and then read reviews and seeing someone just talk passionately about a book they love for 10 seconds can be, can make all the difference. And I think that accessibility goes both ways. And um, I love it for that. And the only other thing I'll say is like, I always will think it's really special that, a, and you kind of mentioned this already, but that a group of introverts came together online using our phones, a very non- you know, reader centric sort of thing um, to scream at each other about books and get each other excited about doing this really introverted activity that doesn't really involve a lot of technology typically. Right. Um, I just think that's really special that that somehow happened. Um, you guys all touched on really good points. I was going to say uh, that like TikTok and book talk, it allowed for uh, conversations feel more like in person or face to face versus like just reading yeah. a tweet or like seeing a pretty picture. And I think it made creating content more accessible for a lot of people because of the fact that it didn't have to be so aesthetic. Like Instagram, they'd always be like, buy this preset. So your profile looks all the same with every single picture you take, like the same color gradient and whatnot. Whereas TikTok, it's funny, like some of my most viewed videos are me sitting in my car and I'm not even in front of my bookshelf. And I used to think I always had to be in front of my bookshelf or people wouldn't want to watch or whatnot. And they're like, I think what was really good about TikTok is just, it was so authentic. People are just being authentic where everything else kind of felt like edited and you're putting up like a wall. 
Um, and the coolest thing about Book Talk is that more diverse stories are being published because publishers can finally see that like they're seeing such engaged engaged audiences asking for these, making these videos go viral, making videos about these books. And so it really has shaped things. And it really hit me was when I was in Spain and I was in Madrid and I went to this like little bookstore and they had the smallest book talk table I've ever seen. But the fact that they had one like just blew my mind because I was like, oh, this is international. Like book talk is in a bookstore all the way across from where I live. Um, and that's when it really hit me how powerful this platform is um, and just how accessible it is for people, which would be such a bummer if they do ban it. Um, because so much good has come from this, um, that I just, it would break my heart for it to stop. Agreed. Uh, Same. Agreed. Um, Booktop is important to the global community, an essay by Danielle. Um, all I have to say is, um, I think the fact that I can go on this app that's on my silly little smartphone in my like 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 in the stupid little thing that I hold every day and like see a thousand different people living a thousand different lives and um see people like so much is happening right now in the states with book banning right like too much is happening in the states with book banning uh it's making me mad and it should stop <laughs> please um but it's so like it's just so it's almost it's it's hopeful like it's what Kevin said like it's hopeful that I see people advocating and standing up and um just talking about these things and talking and like how those conversations infuse into your regular life like often I will have conversations with people that mirror conversations I have online with other people because I'm like this is something now that I can take from this little niche community and actually spread and try to help spread good in the world and be like, you know, this cool thing or like, hey, this thing, 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 whatever, whatever. Uh, it's just cool. It's cool how I feel like it elevated all of our brains a little bit, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> kind of awesome. Yeah, it really is a community that started online and has extended itself into reality. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. So crazy. Okay. It's Did time for my game. I'm Yay. really excited because I never think of games. Danielle thinks of all of them. Uh, so this <laughs> is who said it. So I went through all four of our TikTok pages and I pulled out of context <laughs> quotes. And you're going to have to guess who said it. <laughs> Kevin has disappeared from frame. Oh, no. <laughs> no. i get a yes. Teleported. Or is it like first come, first serve? Um, let's do first come, first serve. Okay. Should I raise my hand? Speedy. Just speak. Speak your mind. Okay. Okay. So the first quote is, it's the middle of the night, and I think men with beards are hot now. <laughs> I feel like they, oh, mm. I feel like that was Danielle or Deirdre. Danielle? I feel like it, it was, was Danielle. Danielle. Was yeah. I sleeping in my bed? 
<laughs> yeah, it was like a draft you posted. I didn't remember this. I was like, I definitely didn't say that. I don't think Jason said that. It's like, I don't think Deirdre said it either. I feel like I could... probably even saw that. Like, I could picture it in my, like, I could see it in my head. Yeah. And you'll be like, it's the middle of it. Like, I could just. <laughs> I have to get this off my chest. <laughs> I love it. Okay, next one. Reading books and buying books are two separate hobbies, and I'm better at one than the other. That's me. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yep. <laughs> I feel like it could also be Jason, though. I know. Uh, yeah, I've said similar funny. things. I just copied Kevin's content. That was the thing. I was like, as I was going through them, I was like, oh, no, we all say similar things. <laughs> Don't give Jason ideas. He's going to take them. <laughs> That's right. I'm writing. I'm like, for tomorrow's 18 videos. <laughs> Uh, okay, next one. Gotta be honest, I'm not invested in this story at all. Deirdre. Is it, yeah, it's you. Deirdre. That sounds yeah. like very Deirdre. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be honest. Well, gotta be honest. <laughs> gotta be honest. <laughs> um, book Talk told me to read this book, and I wish I didn't. I It was me. Was, oh, what book was it? And I sang it. Jingle. Like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> with, the ukulele, with the ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah. Man, what I did not make these hard enough. It's okay. We're all just very Maybe. vain and know our own content because we watched a thousand <laughs> I know that was me. That was on the 8th of April, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> um, which one am I going to do next? Um... I don't care what your friends thought. I need to know what it's about. Hmm. I want to say Jason because we haven't had Jason, but mm. yeah. Just... <laughs> I said that? You did. Who? Mm. <laughs> you you were talking about how the backs of books don't have blurbs anymore. Oh, they have yeah. quotes from authors. <laughs> Which I is love... a fair point. I appreciate that point. Right? I love that Daniel just got done saying we're so vain we don't know our content. I'm like, who said that? Which one of the <laughs> <laughs> so I actually just meant it was me and Kevin. So that's right. Fine. I have the memory. It's just proves how wholesome so Jason is. I'm just yeah. like, did I say that? About who? Um I am feeling particularly anxious. That's Jason. Sorry, Jason. I don't know if I've if I've said it in that order though. Like I want to say Deirdre. Yeah, I think it's Deirdre. I mean, I Sorry, always Jason. feel particularly anxious, but I don't necessarily say talk about it. it like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it would be super cool if some book boxes did some special editions like this, just as long as it's not bookish box. Knowing them, they'll print black words on black pages and it'd be just a book of darkness. I, I know who that. said that. It was Jason. Said that. <laughs> I said that because there was somebody who printed a, a book on black pages. <laughs> yes, <laughs> white, with white like words. With white words. Game. I was like, bookish box would mess this up. <laughs> I really could have quoted that whole video because that video was very funny. <laughs> it was a good one. I, I need more. You know what is one of my biggest pet peeves is people will make these just wonderful book videos either about something that is like new and like eye-catching that's bookish or they'll make like a funny bookish video and i love stitching and duetting and then they've turned off their did i freeze yeah, yeah. yeah. but we can oh. still hear you okay yeah. well um and they'll be like oh i 
they'll have turned off their stitches and duets. It's so upsetting. Like, why? I'm going to restart my camera. Cowards. You cowards. That's exactly. No, they're cowards. Um, oh, bye. Okay. I'm going to restart my, I'm restarting my camera, hopefully. Should Maybe. I wait? No. Ah! No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. Okay. Everything I want in a book. It's gay, it's witches, it's werewolves, and it's got a complicated love story. I know who said it. <laughs> Is it Deirdre? No. <laughs> it was Kevin. Oh. It was me. What <laughs> book? But I picked it because it does sound like something I would say. It, what it was a Wattpad story. Slay. Okay. Slay. Yeah, I didn't think far enough ahead to save the videos that I got these <laughs> quotes from. That's asking um, too much of you. I I'm just so sorry. pulled the quotes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How dare you not save them, dear? How dare you not cite your sources? Plagiarism. <laughs> please, please, triggered. Um, don't let middle grade fool you, Jason. For sure, middle I grade king. Like, well, it could it, it could be me. But also, yeah. it could not be me. It's Danielle. Yeah, I was oh. like, I feel like, yeah. Jason, Sometimes, I know he loves middle grade, so. Jason I does. do read a lot of middle grade, yeah. Uh, you do read a lot of middle grade. I just, I just you know how Kevin earlier myself. talked about how Sarah Sarah Jan Sarah Janet is nice because you don't have to think too much when you read her. Yeah. That is yeah. that is how I feel about middle grade. Like sometimes I just want like a break, and I yeah. want something just fun and whimsical and silly and light. And like yes. low stakes. I mean, for kids, it feels like high stakes. But as an adult, I'm like, you, know, <laughs> you have no idea. This is just the start. Like your problems are baby problems. Um, right. And so, you know, I, then I read a middle grade book. Is it kind of, mm. it, it, it's that's like my like, don't have to think too much about it and just enjoy the whimsical fun of it. One of my mm -hmm. favorite books of 2022 was a middle grade book. It was Which book? It's called the what's it called it's in my backpack nobody look nobody look it's called the attack of the black rectangles uh it's a book oh. about censorship which is really cool it's about this little guy he's 12 years old and his class reads a book on world war ii on the holocaust and his teacher's gone through and sharpied out things and so he goes to the bookstore oh. to read what she sharpied out and then she he writes a letter to the author who uh and then it kind of goes from there but it's a really freaking good book that sounds and great middle grade super short and like totally appropriate for a middle grade classroom i love that it's cool middle grade's cool <laughs> love I'm it getting tired okay, I'm, do... I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna do one more from each of us okay. um can i just have one single day of peace on this app it's me it's me <laughs> it's either Deirdre or kevin it's, it's Danielle. Danielle. <laughs> I'm Danielle. It's funny because I said Deirdre, but I'm staring right at Danielle. My brain's going. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. We're all tired. In my old age, I just can't remember anything. <laughs> Look, I got you a unicorn poop. Did I say that? I feel like that's Jason. Who was talking about <laughs> Jason? I mean, I probably would talk about unicorn poop, but I have no idea when I did. You did. I'm sure I would. I'm sure. It was, it was one of your slime videos. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love oh, your slime I need, videos. I need to do a slime comeback because those are yeah. fun. You really do. I miss those. Me too. They were chaos in its most pure form. I want slime, but I always like back out when it comes to buy it. I don't know why. Mm. I saw They're mine. great for content, and that's about it. 
I saw mom. I, see, here's my. Oh no, Kevin! No, please, you go first. <laughs> no, I no, I'm done. <laughs> no, 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 no! Please, you go first because mine's just a stupid TikTok. <laughs> I don't actually remember what. Oh no, I was gonna say I'm always afraid to make videos out of niche because I have mm-hmm. this fear that that one video will go viral and then people will be like why don't you have more slime content and I'll be like it was one time <laughs> and I get asked um, that I still to this day get asked like when is your next slime video like people exactly people really love those. <laughs> it's but it was, like, it was good that I took a break from it because a lot the jokes start to get I found I felt like anytime I'm doing something I feel like the jokes start to feel very samey I'm like oh it's time mm-hmm. to move on and that's how I was feeling about slime. So, but you know, but it was like a year ago. So maybe it's time for a slime revival. Yeah, I'll come back. That, that one will. person in your comments is going to be like, finally. And then I won't yeah. make another one for another year. Like, yeah. Oh. Damn. All I was going to say is there was a mom on TikTok this morning when I was laying in bed, and her daughter had put a chunk of slime on the carpet, and she tried to get it out with oh. like a box cutter, and I was like. <laughs> and the, now I'm like I don't slime has lost all its appeal because I just saw this woman with like the gnarliest box cutter trying to scrape it off. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same as like so when you get gum in your hair you put peanut butter on it oh. to break down the gum and then you don't have to cut your hair out wonder if it's the same with slime like what's the slime deactivator hmm. not a box cutter going? <laughs> I think it's water or even heat because heat will mm. like deactivate it. Um, I don't know. I got a lot of slime on our carpets when I was doing that, but I don't really remember. Carl probably cleaned that up. Um, <laughs> who knows? Hey, Carl. That wasn't the me project. <laughs> okay, last one. Right. Spitting and that's it. No, girl, you're reading the wrong books. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kevin. <laughs> I remember. What is the it took me a moment. I was it was a stitch. About, yeah, it was a stitch. And I don't re- remember, but they, they were... Dear, dear, you watch it. I didn't go back and watch the stitch. The, the stitch oh, part of it, it was, was like, so out of context that I was like, I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> it was like me recommending these other two books, I think by Katie Robert and um, Scarlett St. Clair. Um, oh, and I said, if you want like, real kinks, like check out these. That was like the context. <laughs> but that's why spitting, that's it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think they said like spitting was like a big kink. And I was like, hm, there's more. <laughs> that's actually what he used to say on Kevin's dating pro- profile spitting, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Spitters are quitters. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Oh my god. My cats are upset. <laughs> they should I have be. that effect on cats. <laughs> Who's gonna sit on That's it. That's here. the game. Thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. That was fun. Whoa. Um, okay. Last little round of questions. Um okay, so let's this, this... fine. Oh, I guess, yeah, we didn't really talk. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. You're like, Kevin's like, please, my lawyers are going to kill me. Um, <laughs> so, this is a question that we wrote kind of about the GQ article. Uh, what is something you wish the GQs of the world would understand about online bookish spaces? So, the TLDR of that article, in case you've forgotten, or dear listeners at home, if you have not read it or not listened to, um, 
our book report on it was this man named Barry. His name was literally Barry. Um, was like, reading on TikTok is now about the aesthetic of reading, not actually about reading. Um, and was like, kind of all grumpy, grumpy, sad face about people wanting their reading to be aesthetic. So what do you wish you could tell the, the berries of the world? I think people fail to realize how important this community is for uh, marginalized people and how it creates a space for them to feel safe and to share their stories. And then you get outsiders who come in with these <clears throat> claims based off just seeing the surface of things. So I guarantee the berries of the world look at hashtag book talk and they're going to see Sarah Janet, some coho, and then think that's all there is without yeah. realizing like, how deep this community goes and mm -hmm. how it is a home for so many people. Like I personally don't ever really see Sarah Janet stuff or coho videos at all. And so when I hear like, that's what people think book talk is, I'm always so surprised because I'm like, that's not the side of book talk I'm on. Or even when people are like, it's the same five books. I can tell you, I hardly ever see the same books. It's always something new. I think the most I'm seeing right now is a day of fallen night because everyone's showing their broken binding set, which I love to watch. But besides that, I'm constantly seeing new recommendations and uh the berries of the world don't don't realize that or don't understand it so it feels like crap when they come in and sort of shit on it mm -hmm. um because they're people who aren't in the community also that may be the only article they read about us and then they'll think oh that's all there is and just like how people think tiktok is still just dancing videos because they've never like done the research to like understand it's more than that so it's just it's kind of crappy because like even in that article, did he interview anyone in the community? I don't nope. like you don't talk to Barry. anyone. Like, right. And so I was like, you don't even know what the hell you're writing about. And yet you want to pretend you're some expert to give us like a, a, a label as to what we are and who we are. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think the thing that the GQ article did and I've seen it in the New York Times article that Eamon and Celine were in mm -hmm. and a couple other ones, they want to boil book talk, book talk down to a headline. Mm -hmm. So like yeah. for the New York Times, it was that books on people on TikTok are crying over books. That's it. Um, the GQ article was that we're shallow. Um, the article about Melissa's books mm -hmm. or book, I should say, um, was like, yeah, this was cool, but like, is it going to last? Like, is this community actually making an impact with this anonymous book um and I don't feel like any of these articles have really had much depth to them um in the way of the reporter actually doing journalism mm -hmm. um like I think the New York Times one came close simply because it had interviews in it but I don't think the conclusions and the the stuff from the New York Times was exciting or groundbreaking um it felt like the interviews were just done because they had to do it and they still were like we're making this conclusion about this massive community because even in that article I remember they they only talked about how it was young girls that were making 
content. And I was like, that's not true. Like there are adults making content. There are men making content. There are queer people that do not fit a gender binary making content. Like you're leaving out wide, wide, wide groups of people that belong to this community. I also remember that article saying that like people were making thousands of dollars and I think that's not the case for a vast majority of us creators. So and not at really, that time, especially at that time. So it was wild to see that in the article. And I was like, who the hell is making thousands of dollars? Like I've not seen anyone talk about that, yeah. but they I was like, Amen, if you're making thousands of dollars, congratulations. But they like painted it out in that article that you're right, that it's only young girls and that it's only people crying. And then they're making thousands of dollars to cry on book talk. Yeah. And it's, it's very calculated framing, right? The framing of book talk as these communities that are seen as lesser, right? These oppressed groups of like young women. And we know like the narratives that young women get in media or like people who are over emotional, these things that are used to control and like control narrative specifically it's so interesting to see like when you know that it's not that and you see it play out you're like that's so absolutely not true but when people are talking about like the coho girlies of the world or the sarah janet girlies of the world um and those are the books being popped up that are the most popular five books or whatever whatever um it's just used as a way to like cast a judgment or bias on book talk which i think is really annoying and i do not like it i think you know especially with these articles to me they they often feel like you know if you were a person walking down the street and you looked in the window at like a support group meeting you would easily be able to look in that window and be like oh what's what are they even doing a bunch of people sitting around in a circle drinking some coffee nothing going on there when to those people, that support group could mean the world to them, right? Like that support group could be the thing that is keeping them going, that is making their giving their life purpose, that is, you know, helping them with addiction, helping them get over a loss. It could be anything, right? And it's so easy when you're on the outside to be like, oh, just a bunch of people sitting around a circle chatting. What are they contributing, right? Um, and that's what a lot of these articles feel like to me. <clears throat> I think really what I would want... Um, the berries of the world to know is is more of a technical aspect because I think a lot of the misunderstanding, I think part of it comes down to wanting to create a, a headline that'll get people talking, right? Yeah. But I think also a lot of it just comes down to people not understanding TikTok, right? Like they don't understand an, that there's an algorithm at play. I mean, even people who use TikTok don't seem to understand that you get more of what you watch. You know, people, we always say that people who say, oh, I only ever see the same five books are, are telling on themselves because if you're only seeing the same five books, it's because you're only engaging with the same five books, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's why you're seeing them is because you have told TikTok, I want more of this. Please give me more. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of the people who come into this space who are assigned, you know, you get assigned an article on Friday. Hey, we want you to write about book talk and we need it to do next week. You know, they log on, they look up book talk, they watch the first 10 videos, you know, they're like, okay, I got a, I got a pretty clear idea when really, you know, it take it can take up to a month or two to really find your place and your niche in book talk and follow the people that you enjoy and, you know, finding the part of the side of book talk that you enjoy the most. And that's true of any side of TikTok. And it doesn't just, you know, it comes from how you interact with content. And a lot of it, 
it's going to be hard to replicate from a reporter standpoint because it really comes down to how you as a person on a subconscious level interact with the content you view. And it's hard to replicate that as a reporter to try and, you know, get into the world that as we see it from a book talk perspective. And so, and I think a lot of them just don't understand, like you, you try to be like, Oh, well, there's an algorithm at play that brings you to the kind of content that you enjoy. And they just don't get it. Like it's it, a lot of the people who are writing about book talk don't un, like, don't understand the simple fundamental technology aspect of that. And so they can't begin to understand that there's this deeper world because they don't even understand how the, the like really important, but simple infrastructure piece of that works. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I wish, I wish more of them would get that part, would understand that we're not going to be able to get a clear view of this in a week or three days or however long we have to write this article, simply because this article, this algorithm is not going to bring us that deep into this in that short amount of time, you know? Especially if you're not interviewing people to supplement the things you're not seeing. Right. Exactly. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. But tell me more about making money crying. I would like oh, to. Yeah. Know. I know, right? What me and that's 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 the secret. <laughs> I wish. I, I feel like I put myself crying time, on the internet man. too many times. Yeah, you just cry for free. So before <laughs> before we get into our current reads, we have one more question for you. What is something that happened recently that you would like to scream about? It could be a Open joyful forum. scream or it can be a hateful scream. It doesn't even have to be book related. Just something that we can celebrate with you or uh, with you, whatever that is. <laughs> I mean, I have mine, but Jason, go first. Well, when is this going live? Uh, Next week. Next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday. Oh, Next is Wednesday. it your big announcement? Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know if I'll have announced this on social media yet at this point, but you know what? Just for fun, let's just say it um, because I feel if I say it, it'll be more real. Um, I am in the middle of, um, if this is going up on the 22nd, so I am in the middle <laughs> of my last couple of weeks of uh, my day job, af after which point I'm going to be doing content creating full time. Um, Yay! <laughs> yes, thank you. It's been a long time coming and it's only taken everyone in my friend group talking me off a ledge eight times a day every day for the past six months um literally <laughs> i literally text kevin at midnight sometimes be like kevin i need, need you to tell me it's gonna be okay because it's gonna be I like i just okay right like, sometimes want to smack you and be like you're gonna I be know. fine yesterday like, when you I brought don't... up the tiktok ban i was like jason we're gonna make a game plan it's gonna be okay buddy yeah, yeah. lethbridge alberta babies come my game bedroom. plan is to go live in Alberta. It's absolutely the most friendly place for queer people. So she absolutely, she says sarcastically because oh, it's not. not. No, okay. I'm, I was like, I'm oh, scared for my cool. life every day. Oh God. Okay. Maybe Alberta. Really we'll make that a plan B. Don't, um. <laughs> don't come. Don't go to Alberta. <laughs> it's the Texas of Canada. If that gives you any context. Oh, it does. Ooh. Plan C, I think. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> this was supposed to be us celebrating you, and I pooped on it. Yeah, no, no, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. I'm, I'm terrified, but so excited. Um, I I just keep thinking about how, you know, uh, in uh, uh, you know by by this time next month, we'll say, um, you know, people. When I talk about what I do for work, I'm going to be able to say like I talk about 
books and board games on the internet. Like, how cool is that? Like, I just feel incredibly lucky. Um, and like I said, a very equal mix of excited and terrified. Fair. Yeah. Exciting. That's so exciting. Yeah, exciting. thank you. Kevin, what are you excited? I think I know what yours is. What's you, what are you excited about? Um, so I got to walk the red carpet at the Shadow and Bone season two premiere. That's right, you did. So fun. So fun. And then I met uh, the author and the cast and um, took selfies with them in the bathroom. And we're all buddy, like the line for the bathroom, not in the bathroom. Oh, I was like, oh, we just got weird. I was just like, at the the <laughs> no, at the after party, there was only like two like one stall bathrooms, so everyone had to like line up, and then that's when we all just like hung out and talked and bonded. Um, nice. And I met Ben Barnes, and who told me I looked really good, and I like almost oh, passed out. You did. And I was like, you look really good. Um, and then I told him I was like, you will always be my Prince Caspian, and he was like basically like my man, and I was like. Um, oh. and, and, and then after I caught, that, I, that is when they took selfies together in the bathroom. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, no. <laughs> um, but then I filmed a lot of cool content. Ben Barnes and I did not take selfies in the bathroom. Um, if anyone <laughs> this didn't happen. just happened. putting that out there, anybody's <laughs> eyes, just, like, make sure for legal purposes. Um, but I, right, I got some cool content of like passing. Uh, shadow and bone the book to some of the castmates and i'm doing like a compilation video and i'm trying to figure out my intro that i want to do for it but hopefully by the time this airs it will be released so i hope you all watched it but that was my highlight that was really really exciting um and i'm super thankful that um i was given this opportunity so yay congratulations kevin that's so exciting kevin i think you told me six months or a year ago that one of your biggest dreams in life was to get to walk a red carpet. And now you've walked two, three. Whoa, celebrity status. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. You. Look at you. Yeah. Which honestly, I don't know if it's something that will ever feel natural. It feels weird. Um, like I, and it's very, very quick. It's like, you have no time to like process and then it's like over and they're like, okay, thank you. Uh, but it's really, it's a weird feeling to like have people scream your name and be like, over here, over here, do this, put your hand in your pocket, smile. I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, but it's, it was, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I'm super thankful, Aww, but wild. Yay. So Indeed. dreams are coming true. Thank yeah. you. Dreams are coming true. E, what do you got? Um, I am taking my first vacation in three years, like real vacation, like going to LA last year was like, not a vacation. It was like a, I'm going away for the weekend. Um, I'm going to Disney with my friends from high school for four days and the heck out of the East coast. Well, I'm going just lower on the East coast. Uh, and I will be done with my thesis when I go. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm pretty sure you've been writing your thesis for the past 15 years. So I'm really excited. I, almost done with I have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it feels like I have been writing it for 15 years. Oh, so How exciting. Yeah. Um, what about you, I, Danielle? Oh, I, let me tell you. Um, 
I'm sorry. Are we screaming or kidding? Uh, you're screaming. Okay. Um, although I know my like monotone deadpan face might lead you to believe otherwise. I'm very excited about this. Um, uh, I had basically I'm good, like just getting to do the thing I love the most uh, in the world, and I'm just feeling very grateful. Uh, I'm doing an elementary placement for fine arts uh, for my teaching degree right now, so I get to teach music, drama, and art to kindergartens to grade fives. It's just like the best thing ever, and I love it so very much. Um, but specifically, I get to do unit planning, which for anyone who's not a teacher is like, but for a teacher, like. Uh, so I'm doing a puppet unit with my grade threes. I'm doing an improv unit with my grade fours. And I'm doing a collective creation devised theater unit with my grade fives. And uh, today, and this is such a specific moment, but it, it makes me so happy. Uh, I was doing my puppets around the world uh, PowerPoint because I love talking about puppets and puppets around the world and how different cultures have very different kinds of puppets. Um, and it's just freaking fascinating. And kids love puppets. Um, but <laughs> kids love puppets. Um, but uh, there was one uh, specific, we did a, or I found a uh, Indigenous First Nations theater company that did puppets outside uh, in Calgary and also in Lethbridge, which is where I'm from Calgary and Lethbridge. So I was like, these people are anyway so they do it outside and all their puppets light up so it's uh the buffalo and the trickster and it's like the story of the buffalo disappearing and then coming back uh and so I asked the kids I'm like why do you think nature is so important in this context and they were like because it means a lot to them and they just had really good answers and I was like ah I just have so much hope and I just love the future ah kids are great and also theater is <laughs> for kids anyway I just love teaching oh <laughs> I love that teaching minus oh, the farting nice. but it is what it is oh uh, yeah it comes with the territory i guess <laughs> it does arts included arts included oh that's so amazing congratulations hey, oh, so many congrats on a good lesson out. everyone else is like all these amazing things like i taught about puppets today Oh, but that's fun. <laughs> I love how much joy it brings you. I oh, know. It brings me exorbitant sense of joy to talk about puppets. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about now? It's time for the the final round of screaming. Current reads. What oh, are reading? Or what did we just finish? Um, I just finished Yellow Face by R.F. Kwong. So. No. Did you like it, Kevin? I did. I really liked oh, it, but I felt I very. No. Um, no, I mean RF Kwan can do no wrong in my book. Um, I I really loved it, but it was one of those types of stories where I'm like, I'm not in a rush to reread you um, yeah. because it it is very in your face and um, it can be very uncomfortable at times. It just like gives you a lot of secondhand embarrassment. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why are you still doing this? Like, just stop. Um, so it was like one of those things where it's like when it was over, I felt relief. But I yeah. also still wanted to know what was going to happen next. Because it mm. doesn't, not to like, it's not like a spoiler, but it's like one of those, it doesn't really have a definitive ending. Like, there's still more to it that we don't get. Um and so it does like end, but it's like, oh, no, this can keep going. And I kind of want to see this train wreck of a woman um, still 
spit out her BS and just see like what happens. So I'm, I, it's definitely one of those books that I think people are either going to really love or they're going to hate. Um, I think it's like going to divide people and then people will just end up falling in the middle um, because I think also some people won't know how to feel or really how to process it. Um, So I'm, I'm excited for it to come out because I really want to see what people are saying and who's saying it. Cause I think that'll say a lot, especially given this book. Agreed. I'm excited for it to come out. Mm-hmm. I am reading Rage of Dragons by what's his what's his name Evan Winters Evan Winter yeah Evan Winter uh, Evan Winter um, I've wanted to read it Ooh. forever um, and I finally am reading it as part of um, Zoran's book club which is called Fantasy and Friends and I am a little over halfway through and I am loving it it is like very adult dark fan- high fantasy but I'm just really loving it I think. Um, he writes action very well. I feel like there are many fantasy authors that I read and I love their world and I love their magic system. And I love their characters. And then they just can't write action. Um, I I felt that way about, I mean, we've talked about this before. That's how I felt about Priory. I feel like Priory of the Orange yeah. Tree has so much buildup and then the third act is so much action. And unfortunately, I just don't think the action is written all that well. And it kind of like, kind of like, that's a big reason why I like Priory, but I don't love it because I feel like it leaves me on this note of like kind of poorly written action. Um, I'm very excited to re- read Day of Fall and I because I've heard it's better in that regard. But like, I just think he writes action very, like his action is very visceral and exciting and, you know, really like brutal. And um, I don't know, I've just, I just really enjoyed reading it. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm currently reading. I mean, after, after I finish this, I'm going to abandon my TPR, DBR, TBR for a couple days and read the prequel to the Dungeons and Dragons movie because I really want to read it before the movie comes out and it's super short and I've heard it's awesome like I've heard it's just really fun and like silly and action-packed um and I'm like yeah that sounds great so I'm gonna read that um hopefully by the end of the week so yeah fun fun um I just finished the psalm for the wild built by Becky Chambers which was so cute and cozy and nice it's about a tea monk they were a monk of something else and then they decided that they wanted to try something new in their life and instead of like going back to school or like taking an apprenticeship they just wanted to teach themselves and you go through the like first couple years of them figuring out how to serve tea professionally and be like a comfort to somebody who is coming to you for comfort or whatever they might be coming to you for Mm. um and then the next thing happens where he, the uh the monk I don't I can't remember monk's pronouns um they're they like uh they're not yeah right yeah um they they find another path and and they're like I I need to see this through and on that journey they come in contact with a robot uh and the robot is coming to see what uh humans are up to because robots have been out in the wild for many, many years and haven't been interacting with humans. They have a sordid past. um, And you get to see the relationship built between this robot and this monk and the things that they are grappling with uh, because of the history that they know about the way that they interact. But how does that look in practice when you sort of take away the 
shared history that's not actually shared because neither of them lived it whoa yeah i cried i was like (laughs) it was very very good um but then on the opposite side of that i'm currently reading mask of shadows by lindsay miller for the trans readathon and Mm -hmm. it is a gender fluid assassin um who is in a competition to become part of the assassination team of the queen um it's a ya fantasy and it's so dark there there's already been a hand chopped off um people people are dead people are dying um and it's very fast-paced very fun like i was not expecting a dark ya fantasy to grab me and i'm like oh it is dark enough um there are a couple things that i'm like yeah this is ya writing i kind of just have to keep reminding myself of that but it's very fun whoa uh speaking of the trans readathon uh my book pick for that because here's the thing all I've been doing is listening to the Anthropocene reviewed again because that's all I want to hear is John Green talk about the world that's all I want to do right now um but I'm gonna read Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno Dawson because I did get an email today Mm -hmm. oh then that's what I'll read for mine because I've been trying to decide what book I wanted to read that's very uh, good and there's also a trans character in the book as well um <clears throat> because the sequel i just got an email they're like an arc is waiting for you on neck alley and i was like but yeah i'm very excited for this bad boy um i've yeah. heard great things i've yeah, also things well. heard very good things about it um yeah, and I'm still reading that menstruation book, which is very interesting. I haven't finished it yet. If you yes. you guys have, if you're part of the the Libra FM ASL ALC club, it's called Period. It is so interesting. I know it's oh, I not saw that. quite a plot, but it is applicable to you because there's people in your life who may probably menstruate. Yeah, I'll uh, download it. Is it. So interesting. I love it so much. I'm very passionate about <laughs> this. <laughs> passionate about puppets and menstruation. <sighs> solid those are two solid things to be passionate about all right kiddo (laughs) we did it let's wrap it up thank you so much kevin and jason for joining us this week thanks for having having us (laughs) um (laughs) just kevin (laughs) i was like just me i mean us (laughs) um it has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you both. Jason, we love having you on the podcast. And Kevin, open invitation. You are more than welcome to come back. Um, please tell our yeah. listeners where they can find you separately and together. Yeah, um, I am at EasyCat everywhere. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. How do you spell that? Probably somewhere else. It is E-Z-E-E-K-A-T, EasyCat. Um, and our weekly show, you can watch from either of our channels live on TikTok, uh, but we also repost it afterwards on YouTube um, at The Novel T. So um, T spelled T-E-A. So at The Novel T-T-E-A. Um, yeah. And Kevin? Um, thank you, Jason. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, thank you. Um, you can find me on tiktok and instagram at 
Kevin T. Norman, just my name. Um, and yeah, our weekly show is on Wednesdays. You can watch it either on my channel or Jason's and then find it on YouTube. And you both have Fable book clubs, right? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I also run a Fable book club called the Say Gay Book Club. Our book club, this book club, our book club pick this month is Legends and Lattes. Um, I do want to read that book, but it wasn't the one I wanted to win, but my book club chose and that is what we're reading. I really wanted Dowry of Blood because I really enjoyed that book and I wanted other people Love to read that it. Book. Um, so, but they went for Legends and Lattes, so I'll throw Dowry in another time. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I so my book club is called Easy Cats Book Club. Uh, also on Fable this month, we I do not do a voting system. We are not a democracy. I pick a book every month. Um, so <laughs> our book this month is Emily Wilde's uh, Encyclopedia for Fairies. Um, I actually already finished the book. I usually try to like space it out and read it as the weeks go because we like split up like the weeks um, into chapters. And I already finished the book because I didn't want to put it down, and I really loved it. And it was super cozy and nice and sweet. And I'm excited it's gonna be a series because I want to read more about Emily Wilde because she is a neurotic mess, and I felt seen. Heck yeah! Hell yeah! Um, and now you get to listen to the rundown of our outro um please follow us on youtube like and subscribe click that notification bell you can also head over to instagram and follow us at books on the brain pod if you listen to this episode you should comment on our instagram post and on this youtube video um the emoji that is the um, rainbow yeah sure absolutely yeah, do the rainbow. Yay. Um <laughs> you can also it would be it would mean a lot to us if you would rate, review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We are on all of them. You can also follow us on our personal accounts. I'm at Deirdre Rose Morgan on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. I'm DJ Bugs on TikTok, Instagram and Pinterest. Follow me there. That is it from us this week. We hope to chat to you in the next one. Bye. Ba 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 ba